Hi, this is John Leahy, host of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for tuning in to the podcast on a weekly basis. I truly appreciate my great audience. I'd also like to encourage you to consider subscribing to the podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify and virtually any place where podcasts are heard. So if you like the content, please consider subscribing. I appreciate it once again. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode. everyone welcome to the latest edition of airing it out files from Leahy's broadcast booth i'm your host john Leahy. delighted to have you along this week as we are every week i want to thank my guest last week ian Beauchene, who is a uh, hockey correspondent he also does the public address work at merrimack college we took a look at the first half of the hockey east season last week ian was a terrific guest if you haven't heard that episode and you'd like to check out that episode or any other episode that we've done Please head on over to the website we have for the podcast. You can find it at LeahyStorytelling.com. All the episodes we've done are there. You can also check out a blog we have, also some videos. You can also rate particular episodes from zero to five stars. You can also leave your own written review, or you can also leave me a voice message. There's a purple microphone at the lower right-hand corner of each page of the website and if you'd like to leave a message with comments or questions please feel free to do that also please free to feel free to head on over to my website at johnrlahey.com and the podcast links directly to the website we're going to be talking about women's hockey this week and a very special time coming up next week as the women's bean pot will get underway we'll have a couple of episodes this week Uh, we will be previewing the women's bean pot and uh, first up is our good friend Natalie Norrie. Natalie will be the sideline reporter for the New England Sports Network covering the women's bean pot, uh, both at Harvard and at TD Garden. Natalie, great to have you back again. Uh, We enjoyed having you last time, and it's great to have you back again. Oh, John, thank you for having me. I think it was probably 2021 since the last time we've talked. So it's a pleasure to be back on the show and uh, talk about something like women's hockey. We've got a really cool thing this year. They get to play at the garden and I'm really uh, pumped to be there and to cover it and to uh, enjoy the moment with everyone. Indeed. Now, if you've followed college hockey and you've seen UNH uh, women's hockey, you've seen Natalie. She is the sideline reporter uh, for UNH hockey and uh, she's very good at what she does. So her input is going to be uh, outstanding here. And first, Natalie, I got to talk about um the fact that the women's bean pot is going to be on garden ice for the first time. Now the opening round will be at Harvard and I'll tell you, it's a long time coming. I've always believed that the women's bean pot should be at the TD garden with the men. And I'd like to see the whole tournament there, but this is a good start. Uh, Let me get your feelings about uh, being able to 
correspond from the garden and, and watch the women's bean pot on TD Garden Ice for the first time. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a surreal moment. I mean, growing up in New England, it's it's always you know, when you want to pursue a career like this, especially in hockey, you want to be at the garden, you want to cover the Bruins or something like that. So just to have this moment kind of come full circle at the time that it is for me personally, um, very, very exciting. I mean, I, uh, I actually went to, to Nesson the other day and I got to meet up with a couple of the coaches, the SIDs and a couple of the ladies from each team. Um, and they were asked the question too, you know, what does it mean to you to have your games played on TD Garden Ice. And they said, hey, we've been watching the boys do this for years and we've wanted to have this moment ourselves. And, um, you know, Abby Newhook was someone that I spoke with too. And her brother obviously has had that experience mm -hmm. to play on the Garden Ice. And, um, you know, you look up you look up to your brothers or the boys or everything and, and you're like, you know, we wish we could have that too. So, so for them, I know that this is a really special thing for me personally. It's, it's kind of a, something I've always dreamed of to, to execute my work in a place where, you know, the NHL is played. So it's, it's a really cool moment. I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous um, to be, you know, I've, I've stood along the glass of many hockey East arenas at this point and to do it and look across and know that I'll be doing it you know, from that stage is, it's really special. And it's, it was an honor to be asked to do this. So I'm really excited to get into it. Oh, that's great. So maybe you could give us a sense of excitement that these women feel uh, knowing that they're going to be playing for the Beanpot Championship at TD Garden. I would imagine that consistently across the board, these women are pretty excited about this opportunity. Yeah, no, they're, they're wicked excited. And uh, another storyline that kind of stood out to me was um, Gabby Roy, you know, her, her father was, I think he was drafted to the Bruins. He played for the Bruins a couple of seasons and, and she grew up being a Bruins fan, um, not only supporting her father in that role, but, you know, she said the excitement that her family feels for her to get this opportunity is, is unmatched. I mean, it's, it's great to be able to, to participate in a tournament like the bean pot, but to do it on a stage that, that, you know, garners so much more attention and, and gives uh, these women, you know, the equal chance to do something like this. I mean, it's, it's really exciting. There's a lot of nerves involved, that's for sure. But you can see that, you know, it's a great time for, for women in hockey, especially with the PWHL just opening up. Um, you know, it was something I heard the other day was, Someone said uh, from Harvard, actually, it was, you know, sometimes you go to college and, and you play hockey and, and you think, you know, it stops after college. You know, this is the highest we can go. But now to have the PWHL, there's new doors opening. There's new opportunities. You know, they're kind of reconsidering how they want to proceed with their hockey careers. So to have the opportunity to go there and then to play at the Garden, I mean, it's 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 a really special month for women's hockey. So it's 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 great. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the PWHL because I think we should yeah. touch touch on that briefly. Uh, <clears throat> what a great breakthrough for women's hockey. Uh, I know that the Boston team is playing at UMass Lowell over at the Sanga Center. And just to have that ability to have a, a, a sport on the women's scene with that much visibility and that much importance, uh, I'm so happy for the women that they have this opportunity now. And what a great thing the PWHL is. And hopefully... Uh, it's going to be great for years to come. Yeah, no, I, I have the uh, pleasure of I'm doing some in arena hosting at the Sanga Center for the PWHL Boston team. So I was there on opening night. I got to, to speak with Patrice Bergeron, who dropped the puck. 
Um, he actually brought his daughter along and he said it was really cool for his daughter to be there and see the support that this team is getting and the league as well. And um, all four Beanpot teams were there as well. So I got to speak to a captain from each team. And you can just tell there's a lot of support and camaraderie going around just between all levels at this point. And, and it's, it's just so exciting. I mean, I think all four Beanpot teams also have representation within the PWHL. So to see them, see their, their former line mates, classmates, whatever, go on to this, this league that's, you know, receiving so much support. It's uh, it's great. It's great for everybody, all ages, for sure. Absolutely. And we look forward to seeing some great games, not only this year, but down the road for years to come. So uh, Natalie, I thought we'd take a look at each one of these teams. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, what they've uh, been able to do so far as we head toward the Beanpot, which uh, I mentioned will kick off at Harvard next week. And again, the the hope is that the entire tournament will ultimately wind up at the Garden as we move ahead. But uh, let's start, of course, if you're not familiar with the Beanpot, it's the same uh, with the women as it is for the men. There are four schools. The four Boston-based schools, three are in Hockey East, and one is out of the ECAC. And so we'll just jump right into it. Let's start with the Boston College Eagles. The right. Eagles... The Eagles lead Hockey East with uh, 31 points, Natalie. They're 10-3-2 in conference play. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about their coach, Katie Crowley, who is about as decorated a uh, a woman that can ever be in hockey. And uh, she, has, uh, a, she has assembled a team that is extremely dangerous. You've got uh, seven players right now, and I'll touch on a few of them shortly, but seven players, Natalie, that are in double figures in points. So uh, Boston College... Uh, will certainly uh, be a, a strong contender here in the bean pot for the women. Oh, I know. I, I definitely agree with that. And it was, it was great to see, you know, coach Crowley get inducted into the hockey hall of fame. I know that was a very special moment for her and she's, you know, decorated with all kinds of medals. So um, to have someone like that leading your team, obviously is, is great, but you know, she's definitely set up a powerhouse this year. And I mean, so they've, they've already beaten BU once this year, they lost to Northeastern, um, they have not seen um, Harvard yet. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I feel like BC and Northeastern might even be, you know, a really interesting matchup there because I feel like it, it might be a little evenly matched, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm speculation here, of course, if we saw them in the final. But um, it, another, I guess, shout out, Sammy Smigliani. She's also doing some work with the PWHL team at this point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. great to see her expanding her horizons as well. But yeah, a lot, a lot of production from uh, that lineup up and down and some great defensive players. I think, you know, I, I have not gotten the opportunity to cover BC yet this year, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to it and diving in a little further, further there but uh you know I got to to meet up with Gabby Roy and um Abby Newhook this past week and you can tell they're very excited to get going as well so that that's it's going to be a lot of fun yeah BC is led by a freshman Sammy Tabor who's got uh, 22.6 goals and 16 assists and anytime you have a team that is led in scoring with a freshman uh you know you got something special but you talked about Sammy Smigliani she's a transfer student uh, Carolyn Gafredo has had a terrific year with seven goals and 15 points. And I think a player that we haven't touched on, uh, Natalie, on this BC team that uh, is consistently good is Katie Pine. And she's got 11 points on the year. So a lot of people that can uh, put the puck in the net for BC. Yes, Katie Pine. She was a name that came up a couple of times as well um, when Nesson was filming a few features. Uh, apparently she 
she's uh the dj of the room apparently she brings the best lineup <laughs> of music for the team so uh, she definitely brings the vibes that's for sure and a lot of consistency on the ice but you kind of mentioned you know to have sammy Tabor, a freshman putting up those kind of points as well i think that's such an important forecast for a team when you can see young players producing like that as well and to see how they're doing so far this season i mean it's you know, a testament to, to obviously the recruiting class, but you know what they're going to be in the future as well. So, um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, many championship teams are built from the net out. And BC has a terrific goalie in Grace Campbell, 11, seven and two on the air with a 2.53 goals against, uh, she's got a good defense in front of her. So, uh, you know, as long as Grace Campbell is in goal, Natalie, uh, BC will have a chance to win. Yeah. You know, Grace, uh, Grace Campbell. So she, she went to, yeah, Shattuck St. Mary's. So um, obviously that's a very good school out in Minnesota. Bias because I spent some time out there. <laughs> yes, but, you did. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that's great to, to have that. And, um, you know, to have a strong goaltender, especially during the penalty kill as well is important. So just to have someone composed like that, that behind you um, gives your team a lot of confidence. Outstanding, yes. Witness history as TD Garden hosts the Duncan Men's Beanpot Tournament on February 5th and 12th and the Duncan Women's Beanpot Championship on January 23rd. Learn more and get your tickets at tdgarden.com backslash beanpot. And if you go to ticketmaster.com, Natalie, and you use the code WCHAMP, you can unlock a $15 ticket. And, of course, you, you'll have to pay your service fees at the checkout, but that is a huge deal because uh, you know that uh, seats for the beanpot are going to fill up pretty quickly. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's take a let's take a look at the BU Terriers. The Terriers are tied for fourth, along with Vermont and New Hampshire. BU is seven six and one. The Terriers went up to Orono, Maine yesterday, and they played a uh, makeup game the uh, against Maine that was originally scheduled to be played in late October, but the Terriers went up there and won by a score of four to three. And one thing, uh, Natalie, that I think BU really has going for them is their head coach Tara Watchhorn is in her first year. She played at BU. She knows this Beanpot experience. So she's going to be a nice calming influence on this team. Yeah, no, she is bringing a ton of experience right now. And uh, she's actually not even with the team right now. I believe she she's uh, she's out coaching. Um, but she's not going to be back till Monday. So that's going to be a quick turnaround for her. But she just brings so much experience to the team. Um, first year as the head coach. We actually spoke with her earlier this week just about how you know her transition has been. And she said it's it's always difficult to kind of take over a ship that's already moving, or however she said it's difficult to take over responsibilities once it's already been moving because you want to keep that ship afloat. You want to make sure you're not sinking it or anything. But uh it seems like it's funny you mentioned that makeup game in Maine. Um she believes that that was actually a, a critical turning point for her team's um, chemistry and closeness. Mm -hmm. She said, mm -hmm. you know, that was a point in the season where uh, New England was going through a really difficult time with Lewiston. And, um, you know, the team ended up staying behind for that game. And she felt that that was a, a time uh, where she really saw the team come together and kind of support each other a little more. Um, there was someone involved in athletics who brought in their puppy to the ice that day. So <laughs> we got to skate around with a puppy on the ice and they, they really just kind of did it, what it seemed like a lot of team bonding at that time. But um, you know, she is, she brings nothing but experience and confidence too. I mean, she's taking over from somebody who she played for as well. So uh, she, she knows the culture, she knows the systems, she knows what kind of program she wants to bring. And 
um, you know, I think, I think it's great. So speaking with her is always a pleasure and I'm excited to see her on the bench here. Absolutely. You know, uh, I do the games for Merrimack, both the men and the women. And uh, I had a chance to talk to Tara earlier in the year and she talked about Brian DeRocher and what a, uh, what a great teacher and mentor he was for her. And I get the sense that the transition at BU was pretty smooth with her, uh, as I said, being a former BU player, but she played under Coach DeRocher. She she learned from him, and uh, I think that's going to make for a pretty smooth transition as we head into the B pot here. Yeah, when you when you can learn from <laughs> someone like that and then, you know, take what you learn and apply it yourself, it's almost like, you know, she was like, okay, this is my team now. You know, I once, I once played here, but, but now it's my team to, to lead and to coach. And, um, you know, I'm sure she brings kind of a similar approach as coach DeRozier did, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's her domain now. And I think she takes a lot of pride in that. And, you know, anybody would, when you get to spend time playing for a team and then, and then leading the team, coaching the team, you know, it's an honor for her. And, and I love hearing her talk about it because you can see how proud she is of that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's um I like to see that happen, that legacy kind of that we're that we're seeing right now. BU is seven, six, and one in conference play. You know, Natalie, we talked about BC and their scoring depth. Uh BU also has, as I do my quick math here, they've got five players in double digits in points. Lacey Martin leads the way, however, nine goals, nine assists. She had the game winning goal up in Orono yesterday. So I think the Terriers are gonna count on her for offense in big moments. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's very consistent. Not only does she, she know how to pass the puck, but she also knows when to shoot the puck. So she can find the back of the net. She can find her teammate and someone like that usually tends to make others around her even better as well. So when you get to play with someone like that, it it just, you know, shows other players what they can do or capable of doing. Um, And I'm sure she kind of facilitates a lot of uh, graceful plays on the ice out there. So Lacey Martin's one to watch. That's that's, she'll be a fun one. And Catherine Fulham, I think, is a terrific player, too. She's got seven goals and 13 points. She had an overtime winner against Merrimack earlier this year. In fact, the Terriers and Warriors played back-to-back overtime games. And so her and uh, Clara Yoon is another terrific player, five goals and 12 points. So uh, BU's depth is pretty spread out, uh, Natalie, and uh, I think they're going to have a very strong showing in the Beanpot. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's only a couple of players who don't have any points at all when you look at when you look at their stats I mean it's it's kind of funny almost every single player on the roster does have a point posted so that's a ton of depth and and to have that many options I'm sure not only poses challenge challenges for building out lines but it also gives you a lot of uh, options for where to use people how to use them so a couple of the names that you just mentioned I'm sure are core core players to use but I'm sure there's also quite a few unsung heroes that um, provide options for the team. And, th- and that's a great problem to have. Indeed. And uh, goaltending has been split between Alexa Matsis and uh, Mary Peterson. And that's a nice luxury to have, isn't it, Natalie? You have two real good goaltenders. <laughs> yeah. When you have a tandem like that, that's, I-, I find a lot of teams in the league have that this year. I feel like maybe a lot of the, the senior goaltenders um, might have transferred or graduated, moved on, but it seems like there's a- quite a few tandems right now that are providing a ton of options for coaches. And I think when you have two goaltenders that can split the time the way they do, they can push each other. There's that healthy competition. And um, when you have that going on, they find ways to support each other. And, and like I said, kind of push each other's play a little further. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's, who's between the posts for them this, this uh, upcoming Tuesday. Don't you, uh, don't you uh, secretly hope for a BCBU matchup? 
I mean, wouldn't you, <laughs> I mean, the way these schools battle, they're only a few miles down the road from each other. Um, especially if you're seeing the bean pot for the first time, you kind of secretly have that wish. Hey, I'd love to see BC play you. We're going to see it on the men's uh, tournament, but uh, wouldn't it be so fun to see uh, those two schools matched up? Yeah, it's funny because, the, you know, the women can be scrappy, too. And, and when you have a rivalry like that, it's, it's a lot of fun. And sometimes I find find the women's games to be a lot more technical because you have to figure out how to, you know, check or hit and and not draw a penalty from it. So it's it, it could have been a lot of fun to see what you're talking about right there, especially in the garden. But maybe maybe one day. <laughs> I hope so, John. <laughs> Absolutely. Just in time to celebrate his 45th anniversary, the Duncan Women's Beanpot Championship will be played at TD Garden. This milestone moment features both the consolation game at 5 o'clock. The championship game will be at 8 on January 23rd. One ticket gets you into both games. Don't miss your chance to see women's collegiate hockey take center ice. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Natalie, let's take a look at the Harvard Crimson from the ECAC. It's been a tough year for Harvard so far. The Crimson are 3-12 and 1. They're 1-9-1 in conference play. Uh, they have not won a game away from the Bright Landry Center in Alston. They're a combined 0-7-1. I think you might consider this kind of a transition year for Harvard. A new coach uh, has been in place, uh, Alex Pellici, uh, in her first season. I'm sorry, it's uh, Laura Bellamy. I was looking at the goaltender there. My uh, apologies. Laura Bellamy in her first year at Harvard. But uh, sort of a transition year here, Natalie, for the Crimson and uh what do you make of Harvard as you approach this bean pot? Yeah, well, I mean, I personally, I'm very excited to to go over to their their rink and see. Um, you know, when you're having a difficult year like this, obviously it helps to play on home ice and and gives you that kind of confidence. But you know, when you when you have transitional years like that, where you're trying to reestablish your identity, and I think I think sometimes it comes down to morale, honestly. And if you have a positive team, a positive team environment, then. Um, they can compete any night of the week. You know what I mean? Sometimes the record doesn't speak for the team itself. And I think Harvard has a really great core group of ladies and honestly, a lot of young production as well. So that can play into the future of the team here. But, um, you know, I hate to take away from the team itself when you look at the record because it's like, oh, shoot, you know, they have had a difficult year, but they're still in this bean pot. They're still going to compete with everything they've got. You know, they've still got team chemistry. And um, I'm always one for the underdogs, too, John. So <laughs> I can't show bias too much, but, you know, they'll come in with that record, but they might surprise you. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, you look at Harvard statistically and uh, not a whole lot jumps off the page, but Gwyn Lapp is uh, the leading scorer. She's got seven goals and three assists. Shannon Hollins has three goals, four assists, and seven points. And uh, their goaltender, Alex Polici, she's played every game for the Crimson so far. So, again, I think the coaching change leads to a little bit of transition. But, uh, you know, Harvard being in the bean pot and, and hosting it in the first round, I think that's pr something pretty special for them. And then they get the garden experience on top of that. Yeah. And I know not, not only for the team, but everybody surrounding, you know, Harvard, I was just speaking with um, my producer earlier today, Dylan, Dylan Hall, who, or sorry, Dylan Wall, who will be um, producing the games there. And, you know, he said, we've been waiting for this for, for two years. We're so excited to have this here, you know, to, to put so much time and effort into these broadcasts and making sure that we are creating a product that not only the teams can later enjoy, but the families who can't make it watching. Like I just know Harvard takes a lot of pride in having the games there this year. And, you know, we're going to do our best to put on a good show for everyone. And I know the teams are going to do that for us as well. So uh, a lot of pride there. And, and you know what, again, I think 
you know, they, they've got a good team, so you can't really uh, put too much past them right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've been at Merrimack going on 19 years. I've done one game at Harvard in that whole span and it was a cold, cold rink. So I got to, <laughs> if you've never been there, I want to warn you about that ahead of time. So it's pretty cold in there. At least it was and, one. Uh, yeah. Least... No, you know what? I have to say that I have uh, unfortunately never been at their arena before. So this will be, this will be a first for me. I'm very excited and always, uh, always nice to have a warning about that because you know, <laughs> what? I, I had a student with me this year who was starting to talk about hockey reporting. And I said, just make sure you wear warm socks because you know, your feet are probably gonna get the cold, the coldest first I'd say. Uh, so I always like to have a warning as to how I should layer up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember uh, we, when we were doing the game on radio, we had, um, we were at one end. We had an end zone view, and I just remember having to bring a 100 foot uh, long Ethernet cord. So uh, <laughs> things you remember as you go on the road. But yes, uh, I guess so. <laughs> look, look, looking forward to seeing what Harvard brings to the table. As we mentioned, Natalie, they'll be uh, hosting the first round. That's going to be on the 16th, and uh, you can see those games on Nesson as well. For the first time in history, the Duncan Women's Bean Pot Championship is coming to TD Garden. Be part of history as women's collegiate hockey takes center ice on January 23rd. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. The Bean Pot, a Boston tradition like any other. Well, we're going to move on to Northeastern now. And surprise, surprise, the Huskies, after a, the first half, which many thought, hey, this Northeastern team, they're kind of struggling a little bit. Dave Flint has turned them around. The Huskies have won five in a row. They've climbed up to third in hockey, so 24 points. They're eight and six in conference play. Let's face it, Natalie, Northeastern lost a ton, a ton of talent this past year. But I think through the first half of this season, this Northeastern team has started to gel a little bit, and uh, they're going to be very dangerous in the second half. No, I yeah, I mean, there's, there's no sugarcoating it. A, a ton of a ton of talent left, but also a ton of talent came in. And, you know, it is kind of fun because like, I mentioned this before, but the freshmen, you know, I remember what, what was it? Their first game, one of their first games against Penn state. Um, I think Peyton Compton, freshman, you know, playing one of her first games and scores her first goal right in front of her dad, who was up from Florida. So it's like, it was like you, you, uh, you lose, a lot of talent and, and you almost see it as like, Oh gosh, you know, how are we going to bounce back this year? But then you see those fresh legs come in with the, the first years and you're like, Hey, you know, we haven't lost our groove. We're still in this. And mm -hmm. Dave Flint, he's a great coach. And he, he always, you know, holds, holds his team to a high standard, but they hold themselves to a high standard too. And when mm -hmm. you have people like that leave, you want to fill those, those shoes as best as you can. And I think, I think they, they found a way to work it out quickly. Yeah, they did. And Skyla Irving has stepped up for the Huskies, Natalie. She's got 20 points on five goals and 15 assists. Peyton Anderson is a grad student uh, who has scored 10 goals and five assists with 15 points. So they're getting production from the upperclassmen, Katie Knoll and uh, Tage Thompson, as, Tage Thompson as well. But Arlie Lalonde has stepped in and uh, she has done a super job as a freshman with six goals, seven assists, 13 points. So you're seeing, I think, a nice mix and a nice blend of the freshmen and the upper class working together. And it's starting to pay off now for the Huskies. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, not only are you talking about that offensive production, but, you know, defensively, look at all the block shots the, these players have. Skylar Irving with 18, and then Katie Knoll with 31. I mean, you have people who can put up points offensively, but can also get back and, you know, sa- sacrifice their bodies like that. I mean, you don't want to lead in block shots because that means the puck is in your end. But, <laughs> you know, when, when you can have um, – when you can have – Players like that who can kind of do a little bit of everything and you see those numbers kind of throughout the the stat sheet. That's a great sign. And, you know, they have a lot of fun, too. I, I always feel like um, in general, the women's teams always seem to have a really happy, peppy vibe about them and they really enjoy what they do. They love showing up. And um, I think Northeastern is just a really fun team. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch uh, unless you're playing against them, right? Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I can testify to that. But you know, we have to also talk about Gwyneth Phillips because not only is she one of the best goaltenders in Hockey East, I think she's one. She's the best in the country, at least one of the best in the country. Uh, Thirteen and eight this year. Those numbers are deceiving uh, because she's got a goals against of one point two. When she is in that net, Natalie, she she doesn't give up a whole lot. No, and and I I love her as a person. She's she's so funny. I I, I uh, crossed paths with her the other day, and um, she was at Nassen doing a couple interviews. I asked her how the interviews went, and she goes, "Oh, I'm just terrible at media. I'm the problem. I'm the media problem. They don't like talking to me." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you know the power you have because people love talking to you, and and you're great out there. And um, you know, she was talking about how she's she's one of the older um, players on the roster now, and. Uh, she says it's kind of funny because her friends are 18, 19 year olds, but that's just a testament to, to the the chemistry that they all have together and the friendships that they all can develop. But um, yeah, she's, she's a brick wall back there, John. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely is. And I've seen her in action and she, uh, I remember one game, I think it was last year, Northeastern outshot Merrimack 53 to four. And uh, she, I don't know how many goals she's given up against the Warriors, but it's not much, but that can be challenging for a goaltender too, right? When you don't face a lot of shots, you have to mentally find a way to stay sharp in a game like that. Yeah, because, yeah, if you're not facing the shots and getting, I, I mean, I guess, you know, the practice basically blocking shots like that, then you do have to find a way to, I think your goalies jobs are interesting too, because they're back there on the end of the ice. They can see everything develop in front of them. And sometimes that vocal role really takes a toll and in keeping the team uh, morale high and keeping them pumped up for the game. So if you have a goaltender that can do all of that, which you typically can find in our, our uh, league over here, um, it's a lot of fun. It is. You're listening to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. This is the 2024 Women's Beanpot Preview issue. issue. Natalie Norrie, who will be handling the sideline work for the New England Sports Network, is joining us here on Part 1. And uh, Bridget Prue will be with us tomorrow, and uh, she is going to be handling the play-by-play. Natalie, let me get a sense of... Uh, from you, this the the crew that you're working with. I, I know you know Bridget. Uh, she'll be doing the play-by-play. Uh, have you guys talked about this experience and, and how much fun is it as you lead up to this experience of broadcasting for Nesson at the Garden? Yeah, that's that's such a great question, John. And I, I think we're all we're all extremely excited. I you know I actually have never worked with Bridget and uh, Sunny Watrous, who will be color commentating for us. But um, it's an all female crew when we're doing it at the Garden, which I think is really special as well. So we'll have you know Sophia Yerkstevich from the Boston Bruins working with us, and um, you know the directors and the producers. Everyone's going to be a, a female, which is great. So it's cool to kind of have that 
uh, that side of it, you've got, of course, the the teams on the ice, but then us as the TV crew to kind of honor it in our own way is is really special. And, you know, Bridget um, and I met the other day at the first PWHL game and, um, you know, she's got a lot going on as well with uh, with her career. And it's, it's just a lot of fun because you can tell no matter what we've got going on, we're really excited for this opportunity to to broadcast the Beanpot all together. And, um, you know, this is probably the biggest um, event that I've been able to cover in my career so far. So I really, I really take it um, with a lot of pride and, you know, it's an honor to, to have been asked to do this. And, um, you know, I'm really proud about the, how the whole thing unfolded and, you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old and to, to kind of be standing, like I said, in the garden and, and to be covering teams like this was, basically a dream come true so I'm really proud with how everything's gone I know that I've got a really great support system around me with Bridget and Sonny and everyone we're working with from Harvard and, and Nesson as well so it's going to be a really great production I do know that and it's going to be a couple of great games as well and you mentioned Sonny Watrous of course Sonny has done color commentary on Providence College uh, games we've had her on the podcast here previously uh, she is one of the most knowledgeable uh color commentators in all of not just women's hockey, but uh, throughout the whole spectrum of college hockey. She's a wonderful person. And I know that you're going to enjoy working with her. And uh, I'm very excited to tune in. Good. Well, the pressure's on if you're tuning in, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, never, never, never. Um, But yeah, you you will enjoy working with Sonny. You'll enjoy working with Bridget as well. And uh, as you said, it's an all-star crew that you've you've got assembled there at the garden. So uh, take us through, if you could, uh, what it's going to be like on game day. So you're going to arrive early at the garden. Tell us through your experience, how this is all going to unfold right up to puck drop. Yes. I mean, we are still, we're still working out the the details of all of that. I had, uh, you know, Sonny Bridget um, and, and Dylan from Harvard. We all spoke earlier today uh, just about the, the semifinals round and, you know, what is expected for that. I actually fired out a couple of emails tonight to all the teams to see if we can speak with the coaches ahead of time. Um, you know, at this point, it's given us a week to kind of set up calls and meetings and um, just prepare for the semifinals. Um, those games are 4 and 7.30, 7.30 at Harvard. So we'll show up two hours before the 4 o'clock game, um, you know, have our meeting, go over graphics, possible storylines, um, you know, visual uh, aids that will help me in my reports and whatnot. But um, once the semifinals, you know, kick off, I think we will have a better idea as to how the finals obviously will go. But, you know, we still we still have a little bit to work out regarding um, content and whatnot for, for the finals. But, you know, this is something that Nesson and Harvard has had on their calendars for a very long time. So they're all extremely prepared. They're ready to have us come in and, and do what we do, what we know how to do. Again, I'm, I'm very excited to learn from and work with Sonny and Bridget. Um, I feel like I'm kind of a little bit of the rookie of the crew. So uh, I'm really pumped to get in there. And, you know, once we get to the garden that day, it's, it's, it's not unfamiliar territory for me. I do some in arena hosting for the Boston Bruins there. I, I fill in for Michaela Johnson and, and work with her at times. Um, so I'll, I will be able to walk through the tunnels and feel a little more com- comfortable doing that. I'm sure if I haven't been there before, I'd walk in with a ton of anxiety, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, it's great to be there, kind of know where I'm going. And I'm sure the, the same thing will kind of be the case, you know, arrive a couple hours early, uh, go over content for the night. And, and once the puck drops, I mean, we're all in game mode. So um, it's, it's the anticipation is always a little more nerve wracking than the the event itself, but 
you know, I'm very confident in who we're working with. So we should be good. Yeah. And, you know, if there are any butterflies, they'll dissipate immediately. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's good to have those little nervous butterflies. But once the game starts and you get into the flow, it, it's going to be so much fun. And it's also going to go by pretty quickly. I think you'll I think you'll find. Yeah. You know, sometimes these games go by so quick, you have to kind of you know, pinch yourself third period and say, Oh my God, this is moving so fast, you know, stop and smell the roses a little bit. Look around. I remember, you know, Connor Bedard this year when he started playing for, for the Blackhawks, he said, I'm going to allow myself to look around during the national anthem, take it all in. But this, the second that he takes that puck drop face off, he said, game on. And that's kind of how it is for me too. You know, I go into these games and especially this one, I'll look around and look at the garden, look at the banners, look at everything, you know, take it all in. But once it's game time, you know, we're ready to go. And I know my, um, as a reporter, I only get a couple of hits per game. So every hit is pretty, uh, you know, it's produced and expected to execute, you know, pretty well. So the first one is always the most nerve wracking for me, but usually once I get over that first one, I'm in it, I'm ready to go. I'm warmed up. So <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the secret is uh, at some level, you have to convince yourself that, Hey, it's just another game, right? It's just another hockey game. Don't get caught up in the, uh, pageantry of the garden. There's, there's plenty of time to do that. I mean, I was at the garden uh, for the Hockey East uh, Championship last year with uh, Merrimack, and we were there for the uh, semifinals. We had a double overtime game with UMass Lowell, and we had an overtime game with BU, and it's such a fun venue to work. Uh, but I, I'm really wishing all the best for all of you as you as you embark on this historic uh, first year of the Bean Pot at the Garden. And we can only hope. Natalie, that the entire tournament will be there in the near future. Yes. I mean, we're, Hey, we're making the right moves. We're taking the right steps and um, the sky's the limit when you, when you look at what's going on right now. I mean, January has just been so exciting and um, you know, for, for these women to play in the garden for this new league to, to take off the way it has, it's, it's, it's a really great indicator as to what's to come. And, and even for me to be involved in this, I'm like, this is just so special to be a part of. And, you know, I do want to enjoy it. It is, it is just another hockey game, but Hey, it's the biggest one that I've covered. And I'm very proud to be able to work with these teams and these ladies. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see them before the game warming up, what kind of music they listen to. They've always got a smile on their face. And I typically draw my energy from the teams that are playing. So um, it's definitely easy working with the women. That's for sure. <laughs> Just in time to celebrate its 45th anniversary, the Duncan Women's Beanpot Championship will be played at TD Garden. This milestone moment features both the consolation game at 5 o'clock and the championship game at 8 o'clock. It'll be on January 23rd. One ticket gets you into both games. Don't miss your chance to see women's collegiate hockey take center ice. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Use the code WCHAMP to unlock $15, uh, a $15 ticket, and service fees are included at checkout. Well, before I let you go, Natalie, uh, I know you've done a lot of work with uh, UNH, and I can, <laughs> I can imagine the folks up in Durham are excited for you having this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for, for bringing up UNH. It's my alma mater. Very proud to uh, be from there. But, yeah, it, you know, we we are very excited. Everybody who I work with, um, you know, Dylan Hand in, in the – production room and um you know everybody who who has helped me get to where I am you know I give them a lot of credit because you know I wouldn't be here without them and you know people I've worked with in the past like Ben Gilbert Ben Meadows you know they kind of taught me how to do these kinds of things and we didn't necessarily have a huge broadcast um 
any really broadcast major at UNH. So the hockey team and the, the hockey program kind of helped me develop this career. And I owe a lot of what I've done to them and that school and everything. So for them to, uh, to see, to see this happen for me, they're all very proud of me. And um, it makes me feel great and come in with a lot more confidence as well. And um, hockey East as a whole is something that I'm very excited to cover and, and Harvard as well, of course, but um, it's, it's really special to, to be doing this and, it's uh yeah i appreciate you asking about unh it's very nice absolutely and uh i was talking to mike murphy as a matter of fact earlier today yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. he is he along with everybody up there are excited for you and excited for the opportunity and uh i'm very excited to watch this tournament uh it's going to be january 16th at harvard and then of course we'll finish it up at the garden on january 23rd uh, so natalie it's been great having you here. You're always welcome on this podcast anytime. We'll be watching next week and then the week after. Looking forward to the Women's Bean Pot coming to TD Garden for the first time, and I know you're going to be terrific. Enjoy the experience, and thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me on, John, and I'll, I appreciate you tuning in, and I'm excited to see uh, what happens and ready to be there. All right, she's Natalie Nori. You will find her on the New England Sports Network. She will be the rinkside reporter for the upcoming Women's Beanpot Tournament. She'll be working alongside Bridget Prue and Sonny Watrous. Bridget will join me uh, for part two, and we'll have that uh, coming up tomorrow. So uh, we hope you have enjoyed the podcast this week. For my very special guest, Natalie Nori, this is John Leahy saying thank you for tuning in to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. Part two is coming at you. We'll have that for you next. You've been listening to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. Hi, this is John Leahy. Please check out my website at johnrleahy.com. You can explore the history of my time in sportscasting from my early days to the present. You can view my resume, listen and watch my audio and video demonstration reels, as well as learn about this podcast, my internet radio station, the Harbor Light Sessions Radio Network, watch my music demos, learn about my books, audiobook narration, and you can check out my event calendar. There's also an informational section with tips and tools in broadcasting, along with my personal influences and cool links. Check it out at johnrleahy.com.